This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I am Frank Morano. Thanks for listening. I think a lot of people know that New Jersey's senior senator, Bob Menendez, is under indictment. He's also facing the very real prospect of a competitive primary next year, maybe for the first time in his entire career, at least on the federal level. And I think most people know that Jersey City Mayor Stephen Fulop, who has long been viewed as an up-and-coming politician in Democratic New Jersey circles, is running for governor. Well, what happens when those two forces collide and when Bob Menendez's son, Robert Menendez, is a congressman in a very Democratic area of New Jersey, Hudson County, which obviously Steve Fulop is going to need in both the primary and the general election if he is to become governor. You know, Politico New Jersey quoted him, uh, Steve Fulop, that is, in Atlantic City last week as saying part of his strategy to win the governor's office was, I'm running for governor, so I say nice things about everybody. Well, apparently, the only exception to that is any member of Congress with the last name Menendez. As Hudson County Democrats are lining up to support Congressman Robert Menendez, the son of indicted Senator Bob Menendez for a second term to Congress, Phillips said yesterday, it's time to dump the younger Menendez from office. Quote, when the senator first got indicted, I thought maybe I could separate the father and son, and I even expressed that to Rob. He said this on Twitter. As time went on, I realized it is impossible to do that, and the situations are tied together. It's not a secret that Rob got to Congress only because of his dad's influence, so it's fair to move on from Rob now because of that same Influence Now, Fulop's position is sort of a throwback to how he started his political career. He was willing to break against the Hudson County Democratic political machine when it was backing Bob Menendez. Steve Fulop actually ran a quixotic primary against Bob Menendez back in 2004 for Congress. Fulop lost by a great deal. Menendez won, and the rest is history. This is also just the latest in Phillips' frosty relationship with the younger Menendez. This feud is now multi-generational. Fulop and the younger Menendez were caught up in a back and forth of scathing statements and mean tweets yesterday, which would have made Donald Trump proud. It is interesting to me, the point that Fulop has made, which is absolutely true, is that the only reason Robert Menendez is in Congress is because of his father. That doesn't mean he's guilty at all of any of his father's transgressions. This is one of the issues I'm planning to raise with George Santos when he joins me on the radio next week. We'll see. Beam me up! To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, I remember 21 years ago when Mayor Mike Bloomberg finally did what none of his predecessors were able to do and finally was able to gain mayoral control of public schools. And it was a very attractive method in which he sold this to the public. Basically, he said, hold me accountable. If those test scores aren't up, blame me. This way, I can't hide behind the bureaucracy of the Board of Education or something else. Well, starting last night, a new round of public hearings began on whether to scrap mayoral control of the New York City public schools. I don't think we should scrap mayoral control because I do like the idea of having the mayor accountable, but I absolutely understand why people are displeased and why people are unhappy. Look, anecdotally, if you talk to someone that is a high school graduate now, on average, there are many exceptions, this person is not as informed as a high school graduate 21 years ago. I'm not suggesting we bring back the community school boards and the bloated board of education, but I will say when we had community school boards and when we had non-mayoral control, there were certain school districts that were run very well. Where I live, for interest, for instance, in Staten Island, was run very well. And, for instance, you could see how certain communities in Howard Beach and College Point and Staten Island may have different priorities in terms of curriculum, in terms of uh, the priority that they place on local history or on civic life than, say, communities in the Bronx or in Harlem. There are strains on the current system. The mayor's a point of power of the chancellor and the board of education, which they now call the panel for education policy, has morphed into something that's become very politicized. The city council really doesn't have any authority over the DOE. It's relegated to just passing reporting requirements rather than statutory controls. So while I am for extending mayoral control, I do wish there were some elements of greater borough control that could be incorporated here so that Staten Island parents and Bronx parents and Queens parents could have more of a say in terms of what goes on and that it's not simply just the mayor because I don't think mayoral control has worked out as well as all of its proponents had hoped. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. 
For starters, let me apologize to you because I understand that my commentary at 1 a.m. did not air. We had a technical problem, uh, but uh, that happens once in a while at radio stations. And uh, if that's anybody's fault, it's mine. So I apologize. But it was really going to be something. And if you ever find yourself missing these commentaries, the best thing that you can do is subscribe to the podcast, Frank Morano Interviews and More. Not only will you get individual interviews, but you'll get these exclusive commentaries. That's part of the end more. Want to talk for a moment about the Adult Survivors Act. This is the law which has allowed years old allegations to be brought in the form of a lawsuit against Andrew Cuomo, Mayor Eric Adams, State Senator Kevin Parker, and of course, former President Donald Trump. It's been just over a week since a one year window closed, allowing people to bring sexual assault claims under the Adult Survivors Act. So understand what occurred. The state legislature passed a special law that basically undid the statute of limitations for sexual assault cases for civil cases. The theory being that if you were sexually assaulted by a teacher or a rabbi or a priest in the 70s or 80s, you can still go and sue that institution or that priest and get some money even if you didn't do so in a timely manner. We're just going to open up the window for a year to allow you to go back and sue these folks. But now, lawmakers, attorneys, and advocates are considering ways to allow people who missed the deadline to file lawsuits. I have to tell you, this would be a travesty. Others are supportive of finding a new way, whether it's new legislation or something else, to open up the opportunity for people to look back even more. I think this would be a terrible idea. Statutes of limitation exist for a reason. Evidence degrades over time. People's memory fade. Can you remember what you were doing a week ago, a month ago? How about six months ago? Now, obviously, it's very different when you experience something as traumatic as as a sex crime, but if you're the victim or the perpetrator or a witness, there are going to be changes and degradations in your memory. Also, the other evidence involved. If you're investigating a sex crime that might have happened six months ago, maybe you can look at text messages and phone calls and things of that nature. But if you're looking at sex crimes that supposedly happened 25 or 30 years ago, it's much more difficult to find any corroborating evidence. So for those reasons, as well as several others, I think the deadline should absolutely not be extended. Let's see where these cases that have already been filed go and let's be done with it. People have had their year to look back and bring a claim if they wanted to. Beam me up! To be continued.